0: Muddy FM 89.3, Best of Drive Time. Money FM 89.3, good evening, it is now time for Sports Minutes, Elliot Danka and Ziaul Raoshan. And i got to say, Raushan, um I've been feeling good the past few days because it's always nice to talk local sports, especially when the sea games comes around.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. We spend a lot of time talking about football in the European region, so it's nice to be discussing things closer to home, especially when we got some gold medals to talk about.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. Uh, these people, that are, they're, they're the nicest people in the world, they are local athletes. You know, we see them as, as idols in that sense. Um, and, and they've won.
1: Yeah, done us yeah proud. They, they have done us proud, and and just to uh, preempt our conversation, the swim team in particular has really caught the eye. Going with expectation, but to follow through on the expectation is something, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, and a bunch of siblings in there as well. Really, really proud of them. Okay, so tell you what, let's uh, get uh, someone who's on the ground uh, observing all the events at the Sea Games, writing about it. Uh, our very own uh, Straits Times sports correspondent David Lee is uh, on the line with us from Cambodia. David, how are you doing,
2: man? Hi guys, yeah, everything is good. Uh, the weather is a bit hot, but yeah, I think we, we are past the worst. Uh, it rained a couple of days ago, so it's not as hot as before, yeah, so everything need, is good.
1: We need some
0: rain here as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, we could yeah. use some rain here, but David, load up on the uh, sunscreen and you should be just fine. Now yeah, David, yeah. great to have you with us. How have you enjoyed your time in Cambodia thus far, man?
2: Yeah, the hot pots and the casinos here are great. I'm <laughs> 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 nah, nah, just kidding. So, so, of course, we are here to bring home all the sporting action and stories from the T-Games. It's always a privilege to see up close, like you mentioned, uh, our athletes work their magic and, and fight for the country. Um, yeah, I mean, standout moments, there, there have been so many here already, and there'll be much more, but um, I had the honour of witnessing Ang Chen Xiang's photo finish mm-hmm. in the men's 110-metre hurdles. That eventually led him to uh, Singapore's first goal in the event in 56 years. I I mean, we always see and hear about photo finishes uh, in the Olympics and all that and read about it and, and watch videos. But to see one uh, in person is really quite incredible. Yeah. The, and then, you know, I also witnessed heartbreak when um, in jiu-jitsu when a Thai athlete completely broke down after losing his final to Cambodia. And, and also just the other day at, at the men's nine ball final you know the length some athletes will actually go to to win uh it's also quite amazing uh you know we we were uh, our aloysius yep, we were playing against a myanmar player phone minshaw he, he created an absolute scene in the nine ball uh, finals uh when he kept making a fuss over the magic rack and making little gestures in what looked like gamesmanship to me i mean all all span war i guess but uh, the Myanmar guy won, but credit to Aloysius, he kept his cool. And then even in esports, you know, we won a gold medal, but there was a protest and accusations of us using a bug, and and all that is is just scenes here in Cambodia. Wow, a
0: bit of drama. I love that. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. But, but you
0: know, I, I I love the way you're describing everything, David, and it just I, I resonate with it because I, I think Roshan would agree with me. If we would trust. A sports person over, say, a regular office worker, because it's just the will and the you know what you dig deep inside. Yep. Um, I gotta say, I I love uh, what was brought up uh, here. Raushan uh, caught this on Twitter. Uh, the words we have witnessed a slice of. Quatic history in Cambodia. Yeah. The all-conquering Qua siblings. I love them. Uh, Tingwen uh is a good friend of mine as well. I mean, for you, David, how enjoyable was it to witness this firsthand? You know, this, these, these siblings as part of the relay team and, you know, even Tingwen winning her medals uh, as well.
2: That that quad dominance. Uh, your thoughts on this? Right. So, on the first day of the streaming events, um, you know, another standout moment was when Singapore won its 1,000th uh, Three oh, yeah. games, gold medal. Yeah, it was rather apt that it took place in a pool, you know, <laughs> where, where the swimmers have contributed, you know, close to four hundred gold medals wow. already. Yeah, and 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 you know, fittingly for for us, it it came uh, the the thousand gold came uh, from from the team effort from the four by one hundred meters uh, freestyle relay girls. So you know, like you mentioned, the the Kwa siblings. So uh, the Qua sisters, Ting Wen and Jing Wen, were part of this historic feat. And, and again, it's an honor to to witness this. And, and you talk about the Khoa's... Um, Seng Wen has already delivered five goals. He is mm-hmm. now Singapore's most successful male athlete at the SEA yeah. Games yeah. uh, with 32 goals. Surely a matter of time before he overtakes uh, Jocelyn Yo's record of 40 goals. And it's actually, you know, like a family challenge. I think Ting is also on more than 30 goals. It's, it's just mind-boggling. And I just want to pay tribute to this... Uh, swimming style world. you know her first games was as a 13 year old in 2005 she has just kept going and going and now 30, 30 years young she's still setting a new mid record in the women's 50 meters freestyle for her first goal in the event you know it, it's just incredible and then of course that thing 22 mm. years old mm. already pushing 20 goals it's just a joy to, to watch them compete and, and show that family bond as well they're just so full of life so full of love and they're articulate as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. thing sharing her stories from her nine C games and, and just mm-hmm. thing talking about living up to the legacy. I, I I think Singapore is very fortunate to have this committed set of siblings contributing to local sports.
1: David, I completely agree with you. Singapore is very fortunate to have the Qua siblings. They're also very fortunate to have you because you have come on as Statman Day for us, <laughs> laying the, the numbers and telling us all about the stats. David, we've spoken at length about the Qua siblings and rightfully so, but the swim team is much more than that right
2: yeah yeah of course the the entire swim team have, have played their part uh, to cross the 20 goal mark again at a single game, which is no small feat you know considering there they are 39 events so they they've won more than half of of the program so i thought the youngsters did extremely well you know jonathan tan rising rising after mm. completing his mm. ns to 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 complete the 50 meters and 100 meters uh, freestyle double and meeting the Olympic A cut for the fifty free, so that that's an amazing feat. Uh, Letitia Sim, uh, her, only her second games, nursing a sore throat, uh, winning the hundred meter and two hundred meters breaststroke and two hundred meters IM, and and also a shout out to, to rookie Nicholas Mahabe as well. You know he didn't win in his pet hundred meters breaststroke. He must be disappointed, but he definitely won for the future. He contributed um, in the breaststroke leagues, in in the medley. Uh, relays, so yeah, the future looks bright for for Singapore swimming.
0: All right, uh, David. Um, earlier this week, we celebrated that landmark one thousand gold medals. You mentioned that a little bit earlier on right. one thousand gold medals at the Sea Games, uh, and um, y- you had a key part in walking us down the in mem- down memory lane with regard to ST's coverage. So, uh, tell us a little bit about that, and then, of course, I got the standard Singaporean question. So, we are one thousand medals. uh what about the rest of
2: other uh, <laughs> countries? Where do we stand? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, Rauschen said, you know, I, I'm I'm a sucker for stats, and, and once I. <laughs> life uh we were just a few goals away from the 1000 mark uh, i knew this was a story i wanted to tell mm. thus uh, it began you know going down a rabbit hole and treasure trove trying to reconcile uh discrepancies because you know records could get lost and and yeah. mm. you know there, there are some inconsistencies over the years since 1959 and we had to sort out which were the other landmark gold medals and so on so i have to give a shout out to to our sph media information resource center for for their, their relentless work and to our digital team for putting together a beautiful interactive but back to your question um yeah we, we have to first acknowledge that when the games were found as the southeast asian Peninsula games in 1959 only six nations took part across 12 sports you know I, I, it's like it's how we, we can't choose which family we are born into you know, Singapore can't choose which, which region or you know the geography is it's placed in, mm. so we now still have just eleven participating countries, and people say you know it's easy to win goals because you are just competing a small field. Um, yeah, but we are also the smallest to achieve this one thousand goal feat. Well, we we are the sixth to do so. There, there are five countries ahead of us who have who have done that. Uh, but we are by far the smallest. Malaysia is the next smallest country, and they have about six times our population. You know, so so for a country that probably doesn't have as rich a sporting culture or doesn't spend quite as much on sports as some of our neighbouring countries and one that doesn't get to inflate our tally with gold medals from traditional sports. I think we have punched well above our weight to get to 1,000 gold medals at this level.
1: I love the context you're giving yeah. us. I still love the cheeky jib you just, uh,
2: just uh, give massive respect yeah. for that. You caught that, yeah.
1: <laughs> now, David, you talked about those thousand gold medals. For you personally, walking down memory lane, there must have been some standout moments that really resonated with you as a Singaporean.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we can't talk about 1,000 without remembering the first, right? And the first was won by the late Yoon, who who won the men's... 400-meter uh, hurdles in the first games in 1959. That paved the way for others to follow his lead. And I think, again, it is fitting that Ang Siang broke the hurdles drought at the games where we crossed that 1,000-goal mark. And many of these goals uh, came in the 2015 games uh, which Singapore hosted, yep. in which we won 84 gold medals, uh, the, the most at the single games. I remember Joseph Schooling winning nine gold medals. But also what what is etched in my memory was the image of Kwa Wen, hmm. pale in the face, shuttling about in the OCBC Aquatic Centre from one event to another, minimum recovery time in between to deliver 12 medals for Singapore. It, I, I don't think I've seen anybody done that at, at a single meet. Yeah, so a- another one of my favourite stories was our 600 gold medal, which was uh, in 2005, uh, which was won by Chan King Kuang in the Nine Ball Men Singles, Uh, Yeah, And and he was, at that point, an unknown 25-year-old with only O-level qualification. And today, he's still representing Singapore here in Cambodia. And he's now a successful boss of the Aspire Recreation Centre, a pool and billiards facility, which he owns with his wife, Charlene Chai, who is also a national pool player. So, yeah, there's too many, but these are just some of the ones that stood out for me.
0: All right, David, uh, just very quickly, I want to talk about how, you know, SC has been talking about the uh, 50 gold medals targets that's been set. Uh, even yep. uh, your colleague, uh, Deepan Rajganesan, said the same thing. How are we doing on that front right now? Are we on track?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, thanks in large part to swimming, uh, we have crossed the halfway mark of that 50 gold medal target. Um, athletics, silat, wushu, jiu-jitsu, sailing and esports have also contributed so there's a good spread. And we can still expect uh, more goals to come from table tennis, fencing, and possibly floorball and, and water polo. So um, there's just something about Singaporean administrators. Maybe they're, they're <laughs> conservative or they just want to be modest. They don't like to review targets uh, these days in public. So uh, what we have done is we went with an aspirational target of 50, which okay. is not an easy goal by by all means but one that is realistic if we want to build some momentum going into the asian games and olympics in the next 15 months and i believe this target is achievable
1: now, David, I call it managing expectations. And speaking of expectations, Shanti Pereira has uh, defied expectations or even met expectations by winning the 200 meter, right, a couple of uh, days ago. Now, on Friday, she's trying to become the first to win both the 100 meter as well as the 200 meter. We know all about how dominant Shanti has been this year. I want to ask mm. your opinion on how you think she's going to fare on Friday. We are 1,000 and counting in terms of gold medals. Is Shanti going to deliver another one?
2: Yeah, I have no doubt she can. Uh, and credit must go to her support team, including her coach, Luis Cunha, mm. for being able to bring the best out of her. It's always a joy to see athletes grow and fulfill their potential. I think there was a period of time where Shanti herself was uncertain where she was heading in her mm. athletics yeah. career, or if she would get the adequate support with all the infighting within Singapore athletics previously. But now that the air has cleared, we are seeing her train and run with a smile on her face again and and that's very important you know winning breeds confidence and every national record she breaks every gold medal she wins she will realize hey i can still do more and this is what we're seeing now you know her times in the women's 200 meters are better than the asian games winning winning mark in 2018 and it's just a fraction of even the olympic qualification mark Mm. you know that that's it i i don't think she has reached her absolute peak yet and that's What's most exciting is exciting to see what she can achieve in the upcoming months.
0: We've been speaking with Straits Times sports correspondent, David the Statman Lee. David, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. uh, Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, We definitely look forward to catching up with you again uh, in the weeks to come.
2: Right. Appreciate it. Cheers.
0: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg
2: or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.